to the Holistic Healing Hour on Own Your Power Radio, where we bring you tools and inspiration for emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical well-being. I'm your host, Monica Gonzalez, yoga teacher and director of Vastu School of Yoga, and my co-host today is Coach Simone Kelly. What's up, girl? Hey, Monica. How you doing? All right. Good, good. We had a fun-filled weekend. My my voice is finally back. It is. (laughs) We had a lot of fun. Been celebrating my birthday all week, well, since... Since yeah. last yeah. weekend? A few, a few days in a row. <laughs> but it wasn't all about my, my birthday. It was also other events happening, you know. So. No, I think it was all about your birthday. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were there to celebrate with me. Of course. Well. I'm always there. I know. Party. Road dog. <laughs> all right. So t- today we're back for a power, another powerful show. And if you missed our last show, um, which was called Manifesting Prosperity, um, we talked about what prosperity means and how to, uh, how important it is to improve your uh, belief system, and also to pay attention to what you're currently manifesting. And obviously, sometimes it's not all about your the bank money, account; yeah. it's also about just you know your health and yeah. wellness and the relationships you have. Um, I think it was a really good show. We learned a lot. We had Shawnee Saint. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Bill come yeah, in, and so was. Um... We also had Adam Alvarado from Edward Jones, who shared a lot of tips on financial. Uh, wealth, yeah, prosperity. Yeah. So, what else did we learn? Uh, oh, uh, best practices on how to save your money and kind of like how, sure how to manage it better. Yeah, yeah. And, I need and, to. And, and hey, I went home. I wanted to. I wanted to hire her. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things she talked about was also um, trying to stop swiping your debit card mm. and credit cards to use cash more. Yeah, and prepare better. So I'm yeah. always swi- swiping. We all need to do that a little bit more. But if you missed that show, all you got to do is tune in to ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. Go to the website and you can download it and hear that show and many other shows. So what's the show about today? Uh, today's show is actually something um, dear to my heart um, because it's. Something reminds me of my mom a lot because my mother was an amazing gardener. Um, the show is called "Learn to Live Off the Land: Permaculture 101." And um, we're gonna learn. I didn't even know. I, I've heard the term permaculture. I had no idea what the heck it meant. I really didn't. Know I've heard it. About. I've seen it, but I really don't know the whole yeah, extent and, of it. And the more I research and learn more about, it, I'm, I'm amazed at how it works. You know, I'm just like, wow, this is really interesting. So we're gonna talk a l- little bit about what permaculture design is. What are the principles behind it? What are some um, basic things we need to be aware of? Um, especially, you know, what are the benefits of growing mm-hmm. our own food? You know, nowadays with all the garbage that yeah, they sell all the stuff in the food. <laughs> and we're also gonna find out how to get started. And if we don't have a garden or uh, a lot of land, other ways that we can uh, do permaculture in in the house or in small apartments. Or even in the community. Yeah, I was going to go right into that one. Community gardening and next steps on educating ourselves. So our guests tonight are... Uh, we have Brother Marcus in the house. <laughs> he is going to be sharing. He's actually the expert in, in uh, South Florida that everybody seems to know. Uh, nice. We have a lot of mutual friends I'm seeing. So everybody's <laughs> raving about his expertise. And I've seen his work. It's amazing. Uh, and then we also have Gael Felix, who is the founder and uh, manager of Kumba House. House of Kumba. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to learn a lot because she has actually a, a home um, that has... A, the, his work. Mm-hmm. I know. That. I want to see the garden now. Yeah, it's I, I came over there at night. So, yeah. So it's about that time. We're gonna meditate and find out Zen. But before we go, get your pens and smartphones ready to take some notes because we're gonna learn a lot and they're gonna break it down. Uh, we'll be right back with the holistic healing hour show after this little music break and some commercials. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
I am eight years old, and I love listening to Own Your Power Radio. I'm not the only 
Back to the holistic healing hour, and so tonight, who do we have in the in the Zen Den? Again, uh, well, again, tonight's topic is talking about how to live off the land, and we have Marcus Thompson, also known as Deva Presence, and he's an author, pre- performing artist, and permaculture instructor. Welcome to the show, Marcus. Welcome. Thank you for allowing me to join you. You have a nice radio voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear good yeah. for performing too. <laughs> and, and we also have um, Gael Felix, who's the manager of Kumba House. Hi, Gaia. Hi, everyone. Hi, thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you. Is this your first time on radio? Yes, it is. All right. Well, you have a nice radio voice, too. Yeah, thank you. All right, so let's <laughs> let's hear what you do exactly. Tell us a little, well, not the whole thing, because that's what the show's about, but tell us <laughs> basically what, what, are people, what do people know you for? Um, they definitely know me as a permaculture designer and instructor. I've been doing that for about five years here in South Florida. Okay. With the intention to raise the awareness about around living a more sustainable lifestyle. Beyond just the garden, also considering how we use our energy resources, our water resources, and also how we develop our community. So that's an important aspect, too. You know what's so great about this guy? Mm. I've been talking about the zombie apocalypse for many times. <laughs> At least I know who to go to. <laughs> the electricity ever Put them on a <laughs> dial. Emergency well, dial. There's, no, there's not be any electricity. When I, I get lots of students <laughs> like that. So the zombie I apocalypse around is about coming. around all the time. But, you know, because we, we, we don't remember phone numbers. We don't know anything. We need to learn how to live off the land. Well, make sure you write his number down. Yeah. I, well, again... The phone might not might be working. Be. I'm going to find out where you live. We'll, we'll come to your You can go to permaculturemiami.com. Makes it easier. <laughs> All right. He doesn't want us to stalk him. I get it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Gael? Yes. Um, <clears throat> my name is Gael Felix again. Uh, property manager of House of Kaumba. And Kaumba in Swahili means creativity. So, it is the House of Creativity where we invite... Uh, people from all over the nation and the community to do and host events at the home. And uh, Marcus was one of my guests there for a few months, and he had enlightened my life on permaculture. So <laughs> I have a quite a nice-sized yard, and we decided to do a permaculture design. And ever since then, it's changed my life. Wow. Nice. Yeah, she's a little modest too how she describes herself. But is she really? I mean, she has an amazing community. Just they do so many different things. From I don't, I can't even begin to tell you. There's a lot, a lot of different things going on. But um, and she's another person I'd go to if there was a because I'm your <laughs> We got the two. <laughs> she, she has an amazing network. So it's just ama- you know just to see people helping one another. It's just it's just a, yeah. A building thing, community so. is important. Yeah. I think. So. so I can't wait to learn more about the permaculture and um. Like I said, I have lots of land, so learning more would be awesome to figure out what 
I could do with the land that I have. Yeah, yeah, you haven't been doing anything back then. No, I tried, <laughs> but I've been too busy hanging out with you. <laughs> oh, blame me! Like we're in the streets that much. Give me a break. Only been it was only three it days. Was just <laughs> well, you'd be you'd be happy to know that most of the what we call a design process, because permaculture is actually design designing, mm-hmm. and the, the whole purpose of it is so that we can um, maximize the production of our space while at the same time developing it so there's a minimum amount of maintenance needed or required. All right. So with that, um, can, can you explain to us exactly what permaculture design is? Sure. It is an applied ecological design science. Our goal is to look at all the various ways that we live on the earth and harmonize with natural systems. So as a designer and as a permaculturist, I'm interested in your natural environment, what surrounds you, and then how can we um, harmonize with it. What does that mean? So, for example, we have here in South Florida uh, winds that can be very strong and turbulent, right? So if I'm going to design a home, I'm going to want to design a home that is uh, developed and designed in a way that, you know, winds won't knock it down. Mm-hmm. So that's one example for, like, if we're looking at developing the home. In the gardens, the same thing. You know, strong winds can damage your, your plants. So how can we build windbreaks and wow. so that it's aligned, you know, so that it's actually working with the environment? Uh, same thing for water resources. How much water do we need throughout the house? And there's ways that we can catch and store it for mm-hmm. the productivity of the space in regards to growing plants, but also for ourselves. We can, of course, capture water, and um, it can be purified so that it can be used throughout the entire home. Mm-hmm. So there's methods to uh, living sustainably. Alternative energy, of course, is a part of that as well. And uh, maybe this is too soon to talk about this, but you also, can you touch on composting? Or is that something? Sure. Okay. Yeah, so um, we have sometimes up to 50 to 80% of the, f- of the waste that we throw out can be composted, right? So all your paper waste, cardboard waste, as well as food waste and food scraps and yard waste, which can be quite bulky, all of that can be recycled back onto the land and turned into a nutrient source, which is soil. Mm-hmm. And so I do teach and uh, people how to recycle their waste in such a way that it becomes rich, black, lush, loamy soil for plants to grow in. And as you saw at Kumba's house, there's a lot of rich, black, right. lush soil being developed because of it. I feel like, I mean, when I saw the, the way that they compost at that house, I thought I've been, I've been doing it wrong because I always thought if you have to like put it in buckets and then you know, put it in one big thing and then put it somewhere else. And then, then you, put, you distribute the compost into the plants. But the way you have it designed at her house is just one big old hole in the middle of the ground. And, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what? Yeah, can you explain that? Because yeah, I'm like, that I need to understand because that blew me away. I was like. Well, what's a good way to be able to like not create more trash? You know what I mean? Like you're, you're recycling all that stuff. So. Yeah, well, um, for me, it, the magic is in the microorganisms, the living life of the soil. And um, there's the about. Bugs. Yeah. <laughs> he makes the sounds. The so, ones you so can nice. see and the ones you can't see. Oh yeah, okay. I so there's you. a lot yeah. that you can't see. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and no need to be afraid of that. <laughs> but the, con- the 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 idea is that the soil life is the foundation of good, healthy plants. Good, healthy, thriving plants, and the ones that we consume will mean good, healthy people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at that cycle. How do I create good, healthy soil, which will grow good plants, which then, of course, will nurture you know our our souls and our health and our body. And so that, for me, is like a, a connectivity to, to nature. And by throw, put, taking then the waste material and then putting that back to the plants, 
you're closing that loop. So we, we're, we're interested in closed-loop systems. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. So the thing that you talked about, like there's a hole in the ground, not so much. That's actually a banana circle design. Okay. So you have bananas or plantains in a circle developing a mound with a, in a sense, like a bowl in the center of that. We fill that first with quite a considerable amount of, of uh, carbon material, like mulches or leaves or mm-hmm. straw. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you start adding your layers, your layers of food waste right. and straw along with that. That will stop it from smelling at all. Mm-hmm. It also stop any um, rodent mater- uh, coming in because okay. they don't smell anything. So you have to layer it. It's not it must be layered so that you can sequester the nutrients into the soil rather than getting lost into the air. It can be a bit scientific, but okay. yeah. for the most part, once you get it, it's quite easy. It's pretty common sense, the whole permaculture thing. I got to ask before, this, this question is on the list, but what... What got you into this? This is amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. You know, I knew nothing about it. Um, I was re- uh, at a very young age really into the environment and wanting to help it, and I loved you know nature. And as I grew older, I thought I was going to be an environmental science major. Okay. Got into chemistry, and I was like, oh, hell no. Not <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Geometry, I was like, oh, no, right. not doing that. So, But I kept the inspiration, and was um, getting into health and wellness, and so okay. I became a fitness and um, health trainer for seven or eight years mm-hmm. and learned about foods and organic mm-hmm. foods, and then, oh, maybe I should try and grow my food because organic food is costly. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Let me see what I can do about that. And when I was learning how to grow my food, my, uh, my, my mother, who has done so many amazing things for me and leading me in certain directions, said, hey, mm-hmm. Check out this book. It's about permaculture. I don't know what that is. Oh, wow. So um, it's Bill Mullison's book. He he founded the, the whole movement. The concept. The concept, along with David Holmgren in yeah, Australia. Yeah, re- re- recent. I didn't know that. I about 30 was, years now, yeah, 32 I mean, I, years. I thought it was something from way back, but yeah. Yeah. And it was that that just changed my life. I read that, and I was like, well, this is it. We're doing it. You know, <laughs> I'm going to make this happen, and I'm going to do this 1,000%. And from that point, I just um, found a farm in Miami called Earth and Us Farms. Mm. Oh, I've heard of that farm. Beautiful place. Earth and Us. It's in Little Haiti. And it was my playing grounds to to learn what this was all about. And I I volunteered for like three years, like full on, just learning as much as I can. Right. And eventually I brought in a teacher and we had the first permaculture course and I founded Permaculture Miami. And Right. Nice. I think the thing that blew, blew me away the most about um, Kaumba House, I've been saying it wrong. House of Kaumba. <laughs> I'm going to need like the big phonics in front of me. <laughs> I know. No, because I was amazed that um, you said you said originally it was like just flat land, nothing there. Yes, correct. The, the backyard was just, you know, your typical Florida landscape, mm-hmm. just grass. Um, had a couple little fruit trees there. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to, you know, have a nice garden. You could grow things. But every time I grew something, it didn't, like, <laughs> sustain itself. Right. Um, and one day on the beach, I was uh, introduced to Marcus. And I got such a great introduction that he grows your own food. And he travels all over the world. And he teaches. And he. <laughs> I was like, wow, I really want to know this guy. And <laughs> right. I really want him to help me because I'm, like, I'm spending all this money on stuff. And it's just dying in my backyard. Yes. So, um, you know, it took me a while. I was a little resistant on, you know, really learning the whole concept. Not because I didn't want to. I think it was because of the time and the investment. But after a while, I, I caved in. And uh, I'm so thankful that I, I actually took the design course because 
not only did it change my my garden to uh, a beautiful, edible, right. uh, nature-loving, yeah, so <laughs> butterflies and birds and frogs oh, yes, and all kinds of nice things. Oh, my gosh. But um, it also just changed my life. So, you know, everything I think about, if every, any challenges in my life, I think of, like, the permaculture principles. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, gardening is great, but it's also great for your life as well. Yeah. So um, I'm so thankful for Marcus. I really am. He he just did an awesome job. But my, one of my questions was how long did it take? Because I remember that's what blew me away. You told me because she had like these huge trees, like papaya well, and banana. It, uh, and it didn't take long at all. Uh, we started in 2013. Mm-hmm. We started in the fall serious? of 2013, like around October. Yeah. I think when we initially started just one particular area, really, we didn't do the whole garden, but. Um, and it pretty much took what about a year? No, we I was there for three and a half months, three and a half months. I mean, with a small amount of time, I mean, stuff started blooming, but I mean, as far as like the tall papaya trees, I mean, within a year's time, um, that's incredible. But even less than that, a lot of the other you know plants that we grew were flourishing, and you know, we were able to eat, make salads, and you know, share a lot of the wow, of the abundance of nice, uh. Vegetables and greens that we grew out there in the yard. It's so, yeah, it's pretty awesome. The what I love about sold. it, too, is that it's so low maintenance. It's <laughs> right. so low maintenance. Yeah, so oh, my gosh. That's great. what I was going to ask. The, how, well, like, I don't know if you finished the principles. Did you go yeah, back the concept is rooted yeah. in ethics and principles. Mm-hmm. The ethics are to care for the earth and care for the people that are within, you know, that are obviously in our environment. And also the third one is to share the surplus surpluses that come from those cares Mm. so surplus of love or surplus of food or surplus of resources that are developed from caring for our environment and the people that surround us that's beautiful so um i almost said kumbaya (laughs) (laughs) but but, um no i've I've had some of the kale from that house i I love kale yeah (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about um well, I don't know if you had a question before. I... No, because okay. I was going to ask the principles. That's okay. one of the things that. Okay, so uh, let's talk about what are some um, basic issues that we need to be concerned about related to the food that's out there now. Yeah, so this is something that um, I do I do talk about in the design course to build the awareness because many of you, you would find don't really know much about what's actually happening and what kind of food they're consuming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that could be a pretty long spiel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, we for got, the most part... But for the most part, I feel that it's really important to um, just open people's eyes to the potential that they have to empower themselves. You have Own Your Power Radio, which mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. To empower themselves to just learn how easy it is to grow nutrient-rich foods. Most of the foods in the store, whether they're organic or non-organic, have been picked unripe and when mm. they're received to the store that that food has very is a lack of nutrients. Yeah. There's also the way that it's grown. Um, the soil right. has a lack of nutrients. So we're teaching people how to cycle nutrients back onto the earth and create compost, create good soil so that the food that is grown and a lot of it is very easy very easy to grow. They can consume that and have um, the health and the vitality from the foods they're consuming rather than being reliant 
on the food that they purchase in a store. Right. Yeah, and it also cuts the whole global footprint out. You know, you're traveling their food all over the Yeah, the average, you're speaking of like food miles. Mm -hmm. And the um, NASA principle actually is to reduce our food miles Mm -hmm. because the average plate is about 2,000 miles that the foods that are on your plate have traveled to get there. Yeah, I never heard that before. Well, the thing that blew me away is just like from going to, you know, the farmer's markets. I remember hearing that like the stuff we get in the supermarket is already like a week old already. Like uh, it can the, be. The lettuce and stuff like that, you know, things that's fresh, quote unquote. Um, exactly. And most yeah. vitamins and vitamins are actually lost as soon as a plant is picked. Mm-hmm. As soon as the fruit or the vegetable is picked, the vitamins are already t- deteriorating. So to consume something immediately, first of all, the taste is like it, you yeah. know, exceptional right. in comparison. But also the nutrient density, which is why we're consuming the foods in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. So that we can have, you know, the vitality in ourselves. I yeah, I know. I've heard that. Like with bananas, they pick them from like I guess Central America. They leave them on the boats, and then when they bring them uh, on shore, they have like these special fluorescent lights to turn them yellow. Or they're oh, gassed really? as well. Oh, really? I didn't know. What I are they? Or it's gassed in order to you know force the ripening. Oh, I don't know about that. What kind of gas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not eating bananas anymore. <laughs> Dog on it. But that's just one of one Go to part Gael's of it. House. She has a big tree in the back, climbing up a tree. Like I said, there's a lot to say about about food, where it comes from, mm-hmm. how it is grown, and then who's growing it, what the effects are to the environment that is grown in. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much to say right. about mm-hmm. just one thing. Like the bananas alone, you're looking at like you know a huge devastation of um of of nature in in Central America. Yeah. For us to consume a food that we can easily grow in our backyard. Right. I mean, I have a very strong goal to have um, South Florida growing their food in their backyard, specifically bananas, so that we become independent. Right. And there's no need to be going into Central America. bringing in food over here that's actually grown in a, in a way that's actually devastating their environment. Oh, wow. And okay. the political systems. Yeah. No, <laughs> that, and, I, and that's why I said I really wanted to do this show because when my mom was alive, um, her backyard had everything from mint, callaloo, pineapple, orange tree, everything. So if you don't have no food, you can eat, <laughs> eat off the land, literally. So a lot of people do have land, and, and they can make use of it. Even if they have a little terrace, they can do something. And every one of those things you mentioned is extremely easy. It's like really? it's as simple as like once it's in the ground, it's going to be producing for you. Okay. I'm so happy I have your number in my cell phone. <laughs> I <laughs> had a banana tree, but Luna took it out the ground. Yeah, you need to hire him. Well, how do, well do you – well, that's at the end of the show. But <laughs> I'm just curious. Do you actually personally go to people's houses, or do you just tell them what to do? And we do. I do do uh, consultations. Okay. And analysis of their space, designs, full designs, and if they want me to implement it, we do it as well. Okay. So it's like landscaping in a sense, but mm, next level. Next level. Next level for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, don't demean my services. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, a lot of planning. We have a, a few more minutes before we go to break. Any any other questions? Um so what would well obviously we just talked about some of the benefits of growing our food, but um what about cost-wise? What would be some good benefits there? Um, and you just want to focus on food, I'm guessing, because mm-hmm. there's like such a... Yeah. Well, what, else, what else do you want to focus on? Well, um, we let do, us know. We might be missing something. Yeah. <laughs> no, what I mean is like, you know, we, we, we definitely do energy audits where we can s- show you where in your home you're, you can reduce your energy requirements so that you can save on your electric bill. That's a really big facet to okay. sustainable design. Okay. 
That might be another show, though. But yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, look, we can have a part two. No problem. We'll call you back. But yeah, like, but, but saving, you know, but saving in your in your health bills, for example. Of course. Again, right. nutrient density. You're going to be healthier. You're not going to be like you know, shelling out to for hospital services because you're healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely you're walking in your back door and consuming the foods that you need. Right. So you're not going out and purchasing it. Right. That's definitely a benefit of saving saving in gas because you're not driving there to get it. You, know. you might see me on the corner with a, with them shopping cart with coconuts selling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is it expensive to start? Like, do you have? Does it require a lot of money to to begin? Uh, there's a lot of um, there's a movement called guerrilla gardening. It's quite cool. Where mm-hmm. there, you know, it's like you just find seeds that are sprouting from uh, other plants that are actually food plants, and you just put them into a ball of soil and start throwing them everywhere and get food growing. Really? And I love that because it doesn't cost anything and you can get lots of food, you know, started up in a, in a very easy way. Gorilla gardening, huh? Okay. Yeah, where would you get the seeds So from? you can start at that. You can start at that door, you go I'm going to up there tree. You put on camouflage and you go in the backyard. <laughs> hey, my next door neighbor, ha- well, no can, one lives there. <laughs> it could be, you know, saving a cherry tomato seed from what you eat. Okay. It, uh, hydrating it, planting it, right? Right. It could be from a community garden, for example. They have lots of stuff going to seed. Take the seeds, you know, get it going. Eat a papaya. Papaya got what? Thousands? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of seeds. You can join my community group on Facebook, Permaculture Miami, and say, hey, I'm looking for some seeds. You'll get a lot Are of you responses. Serious? Wow. <laughs> for sure. Nice community. For so sure. Happy. Including myself. <laughs> we just had a uh, permaculture convergence this weekend, and there was a few hundred people there, and we had what's called a seed swap. And I swapped, I had a big box, you know, like a three, three square foot box full of seeds, just giving them away. And I received about 100 plants in return. Oh, wow. And it was a pure exchange, no cost. Okay. Awesome. Well, we are going to uh, take a quick break and uh, come back and learn a, le- learn a lot more so that we can get started because I think everybody's excited <laughs> and ready to get cracking. Yeah. No more Whole Foods now. <laughs> My <I> backyard. Really <laughs> we'll be right back with the Holistic Healing Hour on Own Your Power Radio. Oh. Um. Um. This is Dave of Presence, and one way I inspire permaculture is through music. Check out this track, Permaculture, Source for Life. Uh. All right, it's like this. Permaculture thing going on We got the sun rays shining The source for life, yeah We got this permaculture thing going on We got the sun rays shining The source for life We got this permaculture thing going on We got the windmills blowing Blowing strong, come on We got this permaculture thing going on We got the windmills blowing Blowing strong We got this permaculture thing going on We got the rain clouds pouring The source for life we got this permaculture thing going on We got the rain clouds pouring the source for life We gonna slow it down, spread it out, sink and store Slow it down, spread it out, sink and store We gonna look at it, care for it, build relationships Look at it, care for it, build relationships We got this permaculture thing going on We got the land slopes holding, holding on Yeah, yeah. We got this permaculture thing going on We got the land slopes holding, holding on Permaculture thing going on We got the plant world growing Growing strong, come on We got this permaculture thing going on We got the plant world growing Growing strong We got our hands in the soil Our hearts filled with light An abundance 
most of what about is doing it right. We got our hands in the soil, our hearts filled with light, an abundant source of water bodies doing it right. We got our water bodies high above, water bodies. We got our water bodies by the home, water bodies. I said our water bodies like to flow, water bodies, so let it flow, let it flow. Thing going on. We got the eco homes and fire doors. Come on, we got this permaculture thing going on. We got the eco homes and fire doors. We got this permaculture thing going on. We got the rich earth compost cycling on. We got this permaculture thing going on. We got the rich earth compost cycling on. In abundance, yeah, we living in abundance. Let me see you. In abundance, uh -huh. let me see you in abundance. Yeah. We living in abundance. Yeah. Uh, we living in abundance. Move your body 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 in abundance. If you're like me, you love to hold on to your cash and use it for basic needs like the light bill, water bill, and yeah, maybe even the mortgage or the rent. That's pretty much all that I use cash for since I get almost everything on barter. In a typical month, I get my hair done, eyebrows waxed, printing services, massages, business coaching, personal assistance from my companies, social media marketing, and more, all on barter. Oh, and did I mention travel? Yes, to many different exotic locations like Costa Rica and Barbados on barter. I literally save thousands a year, and I'd love to help you do the same. All you have to do is join the Give and Take Network at www.giveandtakenetwork.org. That's give, the letter N, takenetwork.org. When you join Give and Take, you'll learn how to generate more business, reduce your overhead, and save cash. Barter is definitely smarter, and don't let anyone tell you any differently. Join us today at giveandtakenetwork.org. This is Attorney Marlon Hill coming to you live from the Media 55 studios on the Own Your Power Network. Check us out live online. Welcome back to the Holistic Healing Hour. So before we went to break, we were talking about um, the seeds and finding good seeds. But what I wanted to touch on, uh, particularly because we're talking about growing our own food and um, really creating good food that has that's rich in nutri nutrients, is um, the GMOs. Can you touch on GMOs exactly? What does it mean when you talk about GMO foods? You know what? This is a big passion of mine because... Nearly 97% of the food in the store is genetically modified. 97? Yes. Yeah, genetically modified yes. organisms. And the reason it being is because uh, the foods are grown or developed or in ingredients are mostly corn, like mm -hmm. corn starch or corn syrup or all these different corn ingredients, as well as the meats that we consume 
I don't consume meat, but people who consume meats are fed by are fed with genetically modified foods. So um, I traveled to see you know the reality of this, and when I went to certain countries, you could see millions or thousands and thousands of acres of a single plant. And when you have that, it doesn't uh, symbolize the way nature evolves. Right. Mm-hmm. Nature evolves with diversity. And so as a permaculturist, we're interested in diverse systems because they cultivate their own immunity, right? You don't see anybody in the forest spraying for bugs. Yeah. But there's bugs mm, in the forest. That's true. Right? Yeah. Right. And so the the thing is, they made up genetically modified organisms, which is they take a, a specific type of gene and they place it into the corn plant or the tomato plant or the the uh, canola plant so that when um when they spray when a bug consumes it it dies mm-hmm. right or they can spray that plant it's called roundup ready mm-hmm. you know oh, developed yeah, by monsanto yeah they sell that in the backyard i mean in yeah, exactly the and i uh home depot i hope you hear me in home depot in exactly <laughs> Home Depot, yeah. This is readily available wow. to everyone, and it is in everyone. If yeah. you get a blood test, you will see you have over 90 different chemicals floating around in your blood. So it is that important for us to really take this seriously and learn about how are we being affected by our food, by our environment, and how we can change that by changing our backyard. Like this lovely question. daddy did. When I first heard about um, GMOs, I thought it was just things that were um, like you know fruits that have seed that are seed seedless. No, that's that not stage. correct. What is that called? No. Uh, this is a hybridized plant mm-hmm. where they're selectively... Too? Well, it depends on who you talk to. Oh. <laughs> For the most part, <laughs> if you're consuming um, a hybrid plant, it will have a lack of nutrients that it once had. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Original plants were quite different from what we have today. Right. I was going to ask you, but, but wasn't that something that's been... Uh, humans have been doing for a long time? It's just Very like, long time, yeah. thousands of years. Um, however... There are still, thankfully, plants that are in their original form, right. and these are wild foods, mm-hmm. and they're in your backyard. There's lots right. of plants that grow here wildly that you can consume that are high, dense nutrient plants mm-hmm. that you can add to your own your own resources. Yeah, and you can find that online. Things like eatweeds.com. There's like there's ways to you know oh, learn yeah. about it. I even heard pineapple wasn't good. Is that true? Like, because it's not. It doesn't have a seed or something. I'm, and, I, and when somebody told me, I was like, I never thought about that. That in order to plant, uh, plant a pineapple, you have to cut off and put it in the ground. But there's no seed, so before we even go into like from? the plant, right? <laughs> I would love I would love for people to at least think about eating real foods because most foods that we consume are processed completely. Okay. They don't even resemble a real food substance. It's either concentrated or genetically modified right. or processed into you know refined foods. Mm-hmm. So if they're if you're eating an actual food, you're like way ahead of the game. Okay. If you're eating foods and like selectively not consuming genetically modified foods, you're even that much further. If you're eating foods that are not grown with pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides and everything you need to put aside, right, <laughs> right, right, then you're 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 really advancing ahead. If the food mm-hmm. is in your backyard. You're good. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, ninety-seven. I mean, yeah. what did you say it was ninety? Seven percent of the foods in the store, in the store, processed foods, okay. which is majority of it, right, right, right. are modified. And if you're like vegetarian, you're choosing soy product. It's the same thing because ninety exactly because soy ninety-nine percent of soy that's grown in America yeah. is GMO. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes, so you're correct. still doing an injustice to your body by selecting that soy product. Now, organic foods is um, critically 
are tested so that they're not genetically modified. So if you are eating an organic product, it's supposed to be without GMO. However, you still don't know. Yeah, how do you you even know? That's the scary part. Exactly. What about that? um, I always call it fake chicken. Gardein? Gardein? What is it called? Yeah, I think something like that. I don't eat fake chicken. You don't eat that either? (laughs) Okay, but yeah. I think it's I made eat real from. Foods. I think it's made from. It's a process. It's soy. Yeah, yeah. it's made from soy. Oh well, there goes that idea. <laughs> She's trying to get me to turn vegetarian, but it's not happening anytime soon. Um, I'm gonna. I hope it will. But <laughs> hang around, you guys. Are you vegetarian? No. What's important is that the food is real. Okay. That it is natural. Okay. That it is that you have a connection to it. That's really mm-hmm. more important than anything else. Okay. Because you know most children nowadays don't even know where food comes from. Oh, it comes from the store. Yeah. <laughs> they have no idea. You right. know? It grows on trees. How, yeah, where it grows or came out of an animal or what? You know, right. eggs came out of that. No. So let, let's talk. Um, let's help the people that don't have their own backyard. Um, that probably, you know, there might be some of my people living in, in New York City or some city and they don't have, um, maybe maybe they have a terrace, maybe they don't. Like, what could they do, basic stuff that they can do to get started? Thankfully, oh, actually, I was just in New York City over the summer and okay. I saw some amazing uh, rooftop gardens. Yeah, Brooklyn they have has one of the, Brooklyn has one of the largest rooftop gardens in the world that's in soil, like an in-soil garden. Oh, wow. On top of a roof is one acre. It's a huge roof, obviously. Oh, my goodness. And there, there are like 20 people working on this roof, and they're growing a CSA and serving food for restaurants and for people. CSA? What does that mean? Yeah, community-supported agriculture. Oh, so okay. that's when you're, See, you're, you're literally yet. buying from the <laughs> farmer. Like, that is like uh-huh. a direct support. And a lot of our small local farmers need that. They need mm-hmm. people supporting them directly rather than, than them having to go through industry, which pays them little or nothing, right? And you have middlemen that are taking on the profit you can actually support the farmer directly. What about hydroponics? Like I've seen some of the warehouses, like um, warehouses that aren't being used anymore, and they're using the, that space to cultivate food. This is one method, and also a principle that we we do um, suggest, which is like to grow foods or bring food back to the city, because mm-hmm. a lot of our foods, of course, is imported, mm-hmm. which makes the city very vulnerable. Right, mm-hmm. and we want to design a, an un, a less vulnerable situation, and so. Uh, hydroponics is one method. There's also aeroponics. There's um, aquaponics. Well, you, have, you have to break stuff down. Yeah. I don't even know what hybr- so, hi- what's hydroponics. Hydroponic is where you have plants that are grown in a soil-less medium. So it could be... Like, like hanging up in the sky kind of thing, like those tomatoes? It could be vertical, oh, okay. right, where you have pots that are vertical on top of each other. But the main aspect of it is that the water that flows through it gets cycled back oh, at times. okay. And there's nutrient in the water, and the soil is a non-soil, so it could be perlite or it could be what's called leekostone, which is like a fired um, clay ball that does, that's holding the roots of the plant. Oh, wow. And they're just feeding off the nutrients in the water, and they continue to cycle that, and you can grow a lot of plants in a very small space. Okay. So let, let, what if they don't have a terrace? They just have like a little windowsill? Or, I mean, what, what would you say to start with? Just like basic herbs that you cook with? or Absolutely. Like if you have light coming in through a window, why not put some basic herbs there? You know? Okay. I mean, it's such an easy thing. Most most stores are selling, you know, potted plants. Mm-hmm. And if you're keen to water it, it should be fine. Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good <laughs> with plants, but for some reason, whenever I try to grow herbs, like, it's like you have to water them. I don't know if I'm watering it too much or not enough. Or I think watering is like 50% of the, of the game, honestly. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Mine always dry out. <laughs> it only takes a few it only love. takes like a, a, an hour or two 
and when it goes fully dry, it actually damages the cells of the plant, and the plant goes, you know, sour. So it's really important to, to keep them watered consistently. And we develop systems where you have what's called drip irrigation, mm-hmm. and you can quite simply develop a five-gallon bucket system where you fill it with water, and it drip irrigates all your plants wow, through a little like line with little holes in it. <laughs> And yeah. it makes it much easier, and you just do you just remember to do that ever so often. You can also put it on a timer, and then to where you're not even there. I'm working on a project right now where we have um, an irrigation system on two two thousand gallon tanks underground, caught by rain. So the roof catches um, the rainwater through a gutter that goes into the the, the, the downspout underground. Mm-hmm. So he has a reserve of four thousand gallons of water. And wow. that's set up to a, a pump on his solar system. His home is like off-grid oh, or wow. above-grid, they call it, because he's still connected to the grid. Okay. But he makes enough solar power to where he doesn't have an uh, electric bill. Oh, that's oh, awesome. I love it. Exactly. And the water, that water system now gets pumped through the solar power. And we have four zones all set up on drip irrigation lines and other like sprayer lines for all the plants. We've planted so far about 300 edible plants. Wow. In his backyard. This is in Florida? Yeah, this is just not too far from here, actually. Very cool. That I'm working on at the moment. I did forget, before before we go back, I want to go back to the apartments and community garden question, but I did want to ask before I forget about uh, the water, recycling water. I know in in Gael's house, in the back, they have those, you have like big barrels. Yes, correct. So can you explain what the purpose of that is? How does that work? (laughs) Yes. And how can people duplicate it? The purpose and the importance is that um, if you can catch your water, then you start building into your system of uh, resilience. So, for example, right, um, in, in Hollywood, right next to where she lives, they had a scenario where the water got polluted. Mm-hmm. And if the main line gets polluted, the whole city gets polluted, right? So that's a vulnerable situation. Mm-hmm. If you're catching your own water, if you're catching it in several bins, right, right now you have a scenario where if that happens, you have a secondary or third third source to use. And so that's a really important aspect to it. Secondly, the water that comes in from the city has fluoride and chlorine and a variety of other things that are not good for your plants. Mm. So the plants won't grow well. I mean, the whole reason why we have chlorine in there is to destroy bacteria. And our whole goal with composting, for example, right. is to grow and develop good bacteria. bacteria. So if you're killing it, you're killing your soil, and you have poor growth with your plants. So the water, the water that's in that bucket, how does it? Do you pour it out? Do you? How so does it, it work? Of course, <laughs> it catches from the rain, okay. comes down through the downspout, and goes into a, a. She has a 55 gallon drum and a 250 gallon tote, and with that, you have a spigot at the bottom of that. Mm-hmm. You can set up quite easily. It's a little small, you know, five square inch mm-hmm. uh, uh, thing that basically stops and lets the water out based on the timer. Oh, so it goes back into the garden? And it clicks on and clicks off whenever you, however you want to time it. Okay. And then from there, you put your your hose on it or your line that irrigates the garden. Oh, my goodness. This guy's like MacGyver. (laughs) I love it. This is so cool. Um, Yeah, we have to do like a video version of this show. I need to bring my camera crew out and follow you somewhere. (laughs) No, it's it's incredible information. Um, I'm sorry. I get excited about gardening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's how you know you're getting old when you care about stuff like this. (laughs) But again, that main thing is like... 
that main thing is like owning your power. You right. Know? Yeah, if you right. have your own water, you, you're empowered. Exactly. If you have your own food, you're yeah, empowered. Right. Right. If you have your own power, you're empowered. Right. Right. You have your own, you're not yeah. relying on a system to electricity. Exactly. And then yeah. we don't have anyone to blame. In his neighborhood, they had like four outages, you know, over the last year. Uh-huh. And his neighbors come Chill. by like, what'd you do in that power outage? He's like, <laughs> what power outage? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Power never goes off. I heard that they're making it, it's not illegal, but making it difficult for people to do that. Is that is that true? Um, it's not that it's illegal or difficult, but there there are um, loopholes that can allows you to be able to do it. So I'm, that's, I'm not worried about it. Okay. He's got it done, and I'm doing it for other clients. We're going to have a show on that, and we're going to get that guy to come in with you. Sure. So, yeah, yeah we yeah. got to do a part two of this. So. <laughs> all, it's, all, it's all about my zombie apocalypse. Um, You're like series. getting ready, No, I'm huh? kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched my, my Walking Dead in a while, but when I watch it, I get real freaked out. But really? <laughs> I don't I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. like, <laughs> it's good stuff. But anyway, <laughs> all right. So, uh, well, can, how can um, yeah? How do uh, we get started yeah. with a community garden for people that don't? Is it for people that don't have their own garden? Yeah. That's what I would think, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the first thing I would do is actually look for one. Right. A lot of people don't even know that there's a community garden like right nearby. down the street, right, right oh. nearby. And they're like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. You know, and they're looking for people to come in and volunteer or take a plot on and start growing their own food. And the cool thing about community gardens is you have knowledge there mm-hmm. and you have resources there. So they'll have tools and they'll have soil and they'll have a bed already there for you. And they'll have people who know how to grow things. And right. you can ask questions and say, oh, okay, that's how I do this and do that. So that's the, that's the first thing. If there isn't a community garden in your area, then start one. There's lots of land. In, in many cities that are yeah. not developed at all, they're just sitting grasslands, and they'll be more than happy to have somebody come in and maintain their space. Oh, you know, say, in exchange, get, get the, the, yeah, permission to do that. <laughs> and in exchange, you're you know you could they would you know offer the space. So I, I have a few friends actually that went further, went way, went way beyond that, where they actually assisted the landowner. And change their zoning. They did it through a nonprofit organization. Oh, nice. Change their zoning to be a farm zoned temporarily while that land is like not being used or developed. And had put grow bags on it. Now, grow bags is a mm-hmm. is a simple bag that you actually plant rather than planting in the ground. And um, no, reduced. Yeah, now check this out though, right? They reduced their taxes by mm-hmm. changing the um, changing the zoning. And in return for reducing the taxes, they're actually giving them money to grow. You know, wow. and grow in that space and area, like a grant or something, or like a no, just an exchange. It's like, oh. okay, now we've you know we had three thousand in taxes, now we have fifteen hundred or a thousand, and so we'll give you a thousand to get started, right? Because you're helping us reduce our taxes by coming here and actually growing on it. Nice. So there's really cool opportunities and ways to get started. So I have one one question, and because it's the holistic healing hour, I do want to um, I want I want you both to share. How? What are the benefits um, emotionally for gardening? Like you know, I think get, being grounded, getting connected with the earth is a, is a powerful thing. So, does anybody want to share? Uh, for me, it's just uh, it's just like a meditation zone for me. It's a meditation zone for me. Okay. Um, I don't like to be disturbed when I'm in the garden. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the time I really feel like I connect with my spirit. Yeah. Um, and um, I just treasure that. And I think, you know, with this grounding with the earth, and I also believe that the plants kind of talk to us because mm-hmm. each plant has its own spirit. And um, there's just several plants, like in my own garden, that I just connect with. And I just like, I just love that plant. He's like, why are you loving it? I said, I just love it. I, I can't explain <laughs> it, but, you know, we have this relationship. Right. Um, and I think we know we're doing a good service. Right. It's, it, the, the plants are healing us. 
The soil is healing us. The sun is healing us. And and in return, we're also servicing them. So it's a beautiful relationship. So I love it. Wonderful. They say that soil actually releases when you're moving it and breathing it in, negative irons into the air, that causes a sense of well-being for the person. Nice. And so there's mm-hmm. been studies now that show that by us, uh, you know, connecting ourselves to mm-hmm. the soil. Another thing, too, is also just putting your hands in it mm-hmm. or putting your feet on the soil. And hugging a tree. Don't they say that works, too? Yeah. Just because get rid of it. Put it on the tree. Well, sorry, tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, the but I heard that that really worked. That's where the tree hugger concept oh, comes yeah. from. Yeah. Deeply. Right. And so whatever you have going on, it can quite easily mm-hmm. take that right. because it's, it's, it has a magnetic field, right, mm-hmm. connected to the earth. And it can take all that energy out and diffuse it. And so it's not anything to be sorry about for the tree. It could be enlivening for you. And there's actually oxycodone that gets released from the tree and from the individual by being around them. And, of course, showing that love. Wonderful. That's so awesome. So what um, further steps could we take to educate ourselves? I would absolutely recommend, of course, uh, looking up permaculture. Because what we've said so far is very little. It's such a huge movement and a beautiful thing that's happening around the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of um, information on YouTube, and you can watch awesome videos like um, Permaculture, A Quiet Revolution. It's a great 30-minute video. It gives you That's on YouTube or on Netflix? It's on YouTube. Okay. A free video you can just watch online. Permaculture? A Quiet Revolution. Okay. Yeah. My teacher is on there, and there's... um, And I would highly recommend coming to my site, permaculturemiami.com. I was waiting for that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, permaculturemiami.com um, has my workshops and my classes on there, as well as I have tips and information that I give out in my newsletters. Wonderful. So people can learn that way as well. We are ready to sign up. We want to we be there. I, I missed your last class. I was so upset. But <laughs> How often do you have courses? I host them three to four times a year mm-hmm. in regards to the full course because it's a certificate course, so mm-hmm. you become a designer. So Gael went through that course. Oh, really? That she can design for people. Oh, wow. All I right. know that part. Okay. I also host workshops, and we're, we're going to host some workshops at her house on, like, basic things, like hey, creating compost, for example. Oh, I definitely want to go I'm, that I'm, way. Sign me up to all of them. I'm coming. So this is wonderful. And, and um, Gael, tell us how we can go, go to some of your workshops and all the things that you're doing. I know okay. that's a lot, but, you know, yes. just give us um, the main. Well, right now... Um, I do have a workshop in mind that's coming up probably next week, but um, no, actually next month, probably another couple of weeks. I'm not going to make an official announcement yet, but <laughs> you can go to my Facebook page, um, House of Kaumba LLC, and that will kind of give you updates of events that I'm hosting or other people who are using the facility. Spell the House of Kaumba. House again. of Kaumba, K U U M B A L L C. Wonderful. Uh, and we're going to have you back for, we have a, a lot of other topics. So now that you're no longer a radio virgin, <laughs> come on back. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> huh? That's My life will never be the same. No, it won't. <laughs> you, you, are, you are awesome. Uh, any, just the websites, if you have any phone numbers, your address. I'm, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> she was like, don't come stalk you. That's it. That's We can't wait to um, get, get you to, um, I, I can't wait. To work, to work with you. All right, so Monica, tell us about your amazing yoga classes that we all need to be going to. Well, uh, I teach at Vastu School of Yoga in Plantation, Florida, and at Yosoy in Hallandale as well. But you can contact Vastu School of Yoga at vastuyoga.com, or you can reach me at 786-239-7883. Again, 786-239-7883. We're hosting, like, teacher training this 
right now, and then we're going to do a couple more classes. And you teach one-on-one as well, right? People mm-hmm. that want one-on-one VIP classes. training. Yep. VIP. And she's also a member of the Give and Take Network, I so am. she she offers training on barter as well. So that's a good thing. Um, and if you okay. want to find out more about what I do, um, Coach Simone Kelly and I have uh, life coaching services and business coaching. And you can find out more by going to my website at ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. And if you want to hear some old shows that we had in the past, uh, definitely check us out by going to the same website and click radio, um, ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. And um, you can find out more about the Holistic Healing Hour show on www.facebook.com backslash Holistic Healing Hour radio show. Again, special thanks to the Own Your Power team tonight who helped the show. And tune in every Thursday at 8 p.m. for the Holistic Healing Hour. Thank you so much, guys, for being here. Thank you. It was our pleasure. It was wonderful. Until next time. And this is Sean, and we are the hosts of the TMI Radio Show. Our radio show is designed for you to create the results you want in your life now and live the life of your dreams. Check us out on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Own Your Power Radio. no one else around you got to believe in yourself. Gotta believe in